it's so refreshing to be able to listen to the intro while I, we're I feel it. like a much more real podcaster. I feel like a real boy now. <laughs> I think when I'm fearful for what's going to happen when we're back in person, because we're not going to know what to do. We're going to have to actually like record video ourselves or figure out something with that. Not that I've been used in the video because I'm lazy and I don't want to edit stuff, but we have it. I, mean, I think that's a, that's a pro- problem that a lot of society is facing. It's like when I get to like go interact with people, how do I do it? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? I know. I, I find myself not sure what to do. Like I, I feel myself doing weird things with my mouth under the mask. Like, and I like this would just be very weird if I didn't have a mask on. So you can't, you can't mute your mic in an in-person conversation. <laughs> no, or like pick up and be like, yeah, shift, I'm in this yeah. meeting and just, you know, go get some water, walk around a little bit, headphones still on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome to Stat Rats Pod. This is the podcast for intense discussions on meaningless questions. My name is Jacob. I am joined as always by my brother, Ethan. Ethan, say hi. What's up? And our friend David. David, say hi. What's happening? Again, another great Wednesday. It's a little bit rainy. It's stormy. I think it's a nice Wednesday it's a, in. It's a vibe. How's everyone? It's a mood. Yeah, how's everyone feeling? Thunder and lightning here. Surprised me a little bit. I'm a little upset at us and myself, really. For We had an episode come out on 420, and we I didn't oh. even notice until two days before. And I'm like, this would have been great for us to theme. Ah, uh, yeah. But would have been smart you know next 420 uh, i guess we live and we learn next 420 <laughs> the um, next 420 that falls on a tuesday i guess so i don't know what that is but like seven years six years sleep years well with ethan and i we've been talking david i think we've spoken about this before we want to like change the weeks and months oh, you know about this like we want to get rid of the Gregorian calendar, basically. It doesn't make oh, sense. Oh, just, just more generally. I thought you meant for our recording schedule. No, no. I mean, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> we should be... Yeah, you know, you think the 12 month system. the 12-month system is antiquated. We should go to the lunar calendar, is what you're saying. Just like yeah, every month I, be the same. It doesn't make sense to have some be 30, some be 31. Everyone's going to get a new birthday. <laughs> well, so... um. What was the thing that I saw? So the days are getting longer mm-hmm. because of that dam in China. Am I wrong about this? Did you guys see this? Well, I did not hear about this. Is this a TikTok? I think I know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Yeah. So essentially, this is, um, I, I think there was a Hank Green TikTok about this, but essentially, like, you know, when like a figure skater is spinning and they can yeah. control how fast they're spinning by like holding their hands out from their body or tucking them in. So essentially, you can apply the same concept to Earth. And they built a dam in China that the water, instead of being at like a certain level, it like all bunched up. And as a result, the there's like a significant the amount of weight of the earth is away like... from Earth. And it slowed the spin of the Earth. I'm all for days getting longer. And it, it's like some ridiculous number, like five microseconds. So like nothing. If, yeah. I would like days like to be I think 28 hours. I think that would be good. But if you move to Mars, you're halfway there. Mars is like 25 hours a day. If, we yeah, build a space, like if we're going to build a space elevator, we might as well use it to our advantage and like do the math <laughs> out where the space elevator gives us longer days. You've been I on agree. your Vsauce grind, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I'm just constantly in there. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, what we do is throw out different numbers, guess which one is higher, which one is lower. This week, so I don't have... Um, I don't have... 
420 in numbers because we passed that. Um, I do have something fairly topical. I have numbers about allergy season. Oh, and I have numbers day. about something else. So the question this week. Very relatable. The question this week, uh, do more Americans have allergies or do more Americans vape? And more as a little Americans bit of context, I'm looking at oh allergies for it's got so allergies. For, Everybody it's for, has it's allergies. For, so it's for hay fever. So that is uh, indoor, outdoor, like pollen, dust mites, cat, dog hair, perfume. And that's so like, like runny nose, congestion, Hay fever doesn't have to do just with hay? No, wow, I, it's I, just I'm like, learning something new uh, every day. That's what the reaction is called. I learned this. Is, so, it, is it a catch-all term? Is that like hay fever, just like all of these things? These symptoms of hay fever, like runny nose, congestion, sneeze and cough, like post-nasal drip, all this stuff. And it's a reaction to the, like stimulus like that, like environmental stimulus, as opposed to like food allergies or medicine allergies or okay, something like right, that. That's fair. That's fair. What's the um, deal with dust? I got to bring that up because I feel like if people ask me if I'm allergic, I'll say I'm allergic to dust. But I feel like everybody is. I don't, I don't think dust is something like, yes, you're supposed to sneeze if you're like around dust. You know what I mean? That doesn't make you allergic. So I, let me tell you how I got the numbers for this first. So these are numbers from the CDC. They were from 2018. Um, they, this was the amount of Americans in the past 12 months, whenever they did this survey, that was published in 2018. The amount of adults with hay fever and the amount of children who were diagnosed with hay fever like during that pe- time period. I want to clarify the other question, the other number. So that's, yeah, that's how many people were have hay fever in the US versus how many people vape. And this is from, I don't, even, I don't remember, but it's some study. Uh, I was looking at yeah, it was uh, was it um, no, I, there was, was, was vapingworld.com. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> huh? It's from Jewel Labs, yeah. Uh, no, Philip Morris. It's um from it's from some website that like was legitimate, but it was a study done, and it was some of it was from the CDC. It was how many middle and high schoolers vape, and how and that was how many used in the past thirty days. It was for twenty twenty, which was a little bit down from twenty nineteen, which kind of makes makes sense. sense. Um. And then I got the percentage of adults that vape in the U.S. And I just multiply that percentage by the amount of adults in the U.S. So I have the total for both of these. But I can break it down by adults and, and youth. The okay. So I know a lot about allergies because I'm allergic to literally everything. It's great. So I, like growing up all the time, was super sneezy all the time. Wasn't sure what I was allergic to, but I had the hay fever symptoms. I had it all. I went to, I don't know what the, they're called, but like the allergy doctor. And what yeah. they can do is they get um, like little needles with like the stuff on it and they like prick your arm and they like go down the line and they prick you with right. like, hey, this, this grass, TV. this yeah. mold. And, and then they prick you with a control, which is just histamines, which is the like things that like you have an allergic reaction that. to. No, antihistamines counteract that, right? So like oh, this, like God, histamines, like you okay. will have a reaction to, and then the other things, right? So I'm having all these allergies. I come in, and he did like a full panel on my arm, and nothing swelled up, literally nothing. So he did like a double dose of everything, and still nothing swelled up. And he's like, I can tell you're having an allergic reaction. So he did a triple dose, and everything swelled up. So <laughs> I'm not really allergic to anything like i'm not super allergic to anything but i am mildly allergic to almost every single grass or weed or or mold um but the thing i'm most allergic to is dust so dust is where like dust I is a real swell. thing then so, so i think you can be allergic to dust i think that also like dust is one of those things where it's like if you like 
take a whiff of like pepper, you'll be like, oh, and you'll like sneeze, but that doesn't mean you're right. allergic to it. But you can't be allergic. That's what I thought about dust. dust. Yeah, I thought, okay, yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah, I always thought it was just like, yeah, you're supposed to sneeze. I sneeze that, you know, okay. Well, like everyone has pollen allergies, I feel like. I don't think anyone in Trinidad has is like allergic to almost any. Like people don't seem to be allergic. I used to, that to get around allergic like to the Sahara dust. Ethan does. The Sahara dust. I don't know did, anyone yeah. in Trinidad that has a nut allergy that grew up and lived in Trinidad personally. I'm they sure they're one of those. Like there's nobody who's gluten free outside of the United States or has like a gluten intolerance <laughs> problem. Outside yeah, of the yeah. States. That's like it's like fabricated by the U.S. being soft. Yeah, by Demi Lovato. Did you hear about big, big uh, gluten? Um, um, but yeah, Ethan was allergic to like gold. And so I found out that was else? not true because I ended up getting okay. a gold chain recently. But I, I think it was I was allergic to one of them. Maybe you were sure. when you were younger. Maybe it was just when I was younger. Yeah, but you yeah. grow out of it. I was okay. Yeah, I think I was allergic to gold then, and dust, uh, any ant bites, bee stings, anything like that. Uh, just no bueno. No. Bueno. My body is so dumb. Like it's allergic to ibuprofen. Like, bro. How are you going to be allergic to medicine? I don't know. Help you out here, bro. That's a tough one. I don't know. So I only had Panadol growing up, which is paracetamol, which is what's in Tylenol and stuff, basically, or acetaminophen. Um, and it's like the same kind of thing, I think. And when I was, I don't know, four, 15 or something, like I was in school and I had a headache and my friend gave me uh, Advil, which has ibuprofen and stuff in it. And my face got like swollen up like not crazy like i wasn't in hitch but it was yeah you had the allergic reaction yeah, yeah i had an allergic reaction it happened again a second time i didn't know what it was like i assumed i was outside and like ate a weird plant like i felt like i touched something weird but i imagine that's what it is and i haven't taken it since so it's probably smart i kind of want to do it when i have like an off day like a long weekend or something. But I really just want to actually have the doctor and have them test me. (laughs) Kinda. Trip balls, bro. But so so guys so what are you guys thinking on on these? I think it has to be for me it has to be allergies. allergies. I can't imagine a situation where it's not allergies. Okay. And how many Americans do you think have allergies to like hay fever, like environmental stuff like that? So many. I want to say like 25%. Like I think it's a, it's, I think that yeah. might be high, but like, I think it's 25%. I'll say 75 million Americans. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good guess actually. Um, I'm going to go higher even. I'm going to say it's like 105 a million. Yeah. 105 million Americans have a, uh, have allergies and for the vaping i don't think so first of all i think uh you said the study was done in 2020 2019 was when they had the big like vitamin e oil thing they had like all of the yeah that was the peak and so i think this survey was probably conducted after that peak and like you said 2020 are lower numbers what is it like also with the pandemic a fifth of the population vapes is that a lot no way i can tell you that among like high schoolers it's like I'll tell you, among high schoolers, it's like 19 point something percent. It's like one in five. But I don't think adults is because I this think... This is what I saw in this study. I feel like I adults, adults is lower than that. Yeah, because a lot of them will smoke cigarettes instead of vaping too, right? Like The healthy alternative. The organic alternative. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's like a, a free analog vapes. technology. Yeah, analog. Analog vapes was always my joke when I would rip darts. <laughs> but... Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, million. like 
35 million Americans. Now it's got to be higher than that. 50 million. I'll say 50 million Americans. Maybe. Okay, so 75 versus 50 for David. And you're putting the yeah. edge on uh, allergies. Ethan, you're seeing 105 million allergies. And how many vape? I'm going even lower than David. So I think there's a big gap there. I think these numbers are not close. I think okay. it's like 25 million Americans vape. All right, we're locked in. Locked in, buddy. All right, so you guys are both correct. Yes. More Americans have allergies than vape. You guys are way high on the numbers. So I okay. think that this may be because how they're counting it, but uh, the total for Americans with allergies was 24.4 million. Okay. So it was 19.2 million adults and 5.2 million children. And then vaping was 3.6 million middle and high schoolers, which is a lot, really, really. Yeah. Had vaped in the past 30 days in 2020. And then at school, I know, like they're on Zoom. What I don't, they're going <laughs> to the bathroom at home. There was a, one out of every middle and high schoolers are vape. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. insane. And uh, four point five percent of adults vape, and so that was eleven point five million was the number I came up with, and so that was fifteen point one mil. Okay, so twenty five. So fifteen like, million versus uh, twenty four million. About I feel like their methodology has to be flawed here because I feel like I know twenty million people who have allergies. <laughs> like legitimately, I agree I think... with you. It seems like everyone I know in the U.S. has allergies. To Maybe pollen. it's just very underdiagnosed. I could see that being true. Right, probably like, most people I don't... aren't going to the doctor for it. Right, right. Most people well, are like, oh, I'm the allergic, counter. and they go get they go get Claritin. Right, right. Because like, what's the uh, all of them, the ones you have to like get, show your ID and stuff, and the, you know, the government's tracking. You want to talk about tracking with vaccines? They've been tracking you with Allegra D. Like, <laughs> you can't buy I it more than once a week. the ones that you can get, like, ripped off. Like Benadryl, you can, you can, use, you used to be able to, like, get high off of. I but, don't think you can. With, I don't think it doesn't matter how much clarity I don't know. I don't take, buy You're it. not going to feel shit. Yeah. Cough medicine or, like, nasal decongestant. Yeah, they do that's, that. That's not can, where it's you at. Meth with that. That's that was the, in Breaking Bad. Yeah, in Breaking Bad, there's a point where they're like, "Let's go get a shitload of Sudafed from." Right, CBS, I do remember like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's why they card you on that one. But yeah, those were the numbers. I thought that uh, yeah, the algae number seems a little bit low to me. But I mean, what's twenty four, twenty five million out of? That's just the under ten that's like yeah, yeah that seems a little bit low. Like Maybe low. Feels people like aren't going outside. If I were to survey ten of my friends, I think at least five of them would say they have allergies. This is always our problem, though, because that's not a random sample. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you think people in Ohio are more or less likely people that li- like live in Nebraska and cornfields? Do you think they're more or less likely to have allergies? I think they're less so likely another to be interesting... with allergies. It's interesting. I grew up, I had to take Claritin like almost every single day. Like this was a problem for me. Like I would just be sneezing all the fucking time. I flew out to Ohio and my mom was like, make sure she gave me like a whole package of Claritin to make sure. She was like, I don't know. Maybe you won't like, she she thought I was going to die without her because I didn't know how to like go to stores. And she was like, what if they don't have Claritin out there? I was like, that's not a reasonable thing to say, but fine, whatever. So I took an entire pack of Claritin out there. Didn't have a single day where I even remotely needed to take it. In Columbus, Ohio, they don't have whatever weeds they have that I'm allergic to here. So they're just living free. Bro. Well, what is Maybe the government dust, hiding from my, us my in Ohio? Dusty. <laughs> what is going Ohio on? Ohio is real, bro. Ohio is a Ohio is Ohio is a strange state. You sure you went to school there? 
I don't know. Maybe they flew you into somewhere else. You're in a base somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, even Steven's movie style. Trying to think. I did drive. I drove into Ohio a couple of times, so it it has to be like it's connected to the interstate somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's good to know. But um, all right. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back with these Cinco de Mayo numbers that I have. Um, yeah, because this will come out the day before Cinco de Mayo. All right. So you learned from your 420. Very good. And we're back. Um, so Cinco de Mayo, as I was saying, um, I have stats. So first of all, Cinco de Mayo started in 1862. Uh the Mexican army defeated, like a smaller Mexican army defeated the French? Spanish? Somewhat. I don't know. Sounds French. French feels right. It's either French or Spanish. Or American, honestly. French. Uh, uh, and so it's been a celebration since. It's kind of devolved. It's like a lot of those, like St. Patrick's Day, it's celebrated more in the U.S. than anywhere else. Um, it's like a heritage thing. But we know a lot of people, there's a lot of alcohol consumption that kind of goes on. That's what it's associated with in the U.S. Um, most I'm certainly going to have a margarita. Yes. Bet your bottom mo- dollar. I mean, vaccination time, May. I think it'll be a nice time to get a mug. I had a mug yesterday. It was good. I'm into spicy mugs. Yes. Anything with like spicy tequila, I like. We went to Hopewell yesterday, and everyone at my table ordered a spicy tequila cocktail. Except me. Where's Hopewell again? I definitely Hopewell is right by Nat and uh, Lee's old right, place. Right, it's in Alston. In Alston, right? Yeah, on Com or it's on. Yeah, I think it's on Com Yeah, it might be on yeah, Beacon. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, it's on Beacon. Here's the questions that I have. They're in tabs, so give me a second. Okay, so I have the percentage of U.S. men and women who binge drank on select holidays. This was in 2017. So I have all of the whole like major U.S. kind of holidays. Um, and where does Cinco de Mayo fall in here? Oh, so, on the rankings? Yeah, I don't so understand I have, like, the question. So the question is just like, where, how many, what percentage rank of... Rank the biggest drinking. Yeah, drinking what percent, days, yeah, rank the holidays that people drink the most on. And where does Cinco de Mayo fall in that rank? And where does Cinco de Mayo fall in that? I know, I, so I don't know if this counts, but from what I remember, the number one drinking day in the US is actually the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Funny that makes you sense. Thanksgiving is the lowest level here. Oh wow! Right, so Thanksgiving itself is that. low, but Wednesday before Thanksgiving is like one of the biggest drinking days in America because everybody goes off home. Work, yeah. Everyone there's, goes home. Everyone's in their hometown, and they go to the bar and they get shit faced. So there's no Christmas on this, right? Because of the war on Christmas and the war on Catholics going on in this country, course, but uh, right. winter holidays is on this. Um, ah, and that okay. ranks above. So I, I don't know if that will include Thanksgiving, if that is part of winter, but uh, it's here. I would argue that's not the war on Christmas, and it really it's the war on Hanukkah because the Jews are, <laughs> are carrying the drink, the alcoholism there, and Christmas is lagging. Is Hanukkah a big drinking time? I don't know. Like I know I I've feel never like celebrated Hanukkah. Yeah. Well, the the joke amongst I Jews really is want about... to though. I Jake did not do a good enough job of like. My old roommate indoctrinating you, and, and I wanted <laughs> oh. that. I wanted to learn. I because I would ask him very basic questions. I would be like, "So, what do you believe? Like, what's uh, <laughs> what's the story? I don't know." Uh, so, a lot of the Jewish holidays boil down to like there was some attempt to wipe out the Jewish people 
it didn't work out and now we get shit faced as a result so it's like they tried to kill us they failed let's drink like that's our motto right that's pretty good. um there is a holiday called purim which happens i'm not honestly sure exactly on the timing it was like relatively recently it's like somewhere in like the february area i would okay. argue maybe not i don't know don't <laughs> hold me to that but um it is we're gonna have our own calendar and it doesn't matter it's essentially Jewish Halloween. You get dressed up in costumes and you go, you have to read the story. You make a lot of noise. But also this is one where the the, the rabbinate, so like the, the religious body, like officially holds that you should get so drunk on Purim that you can't tell the difference between the like good, the hero of the story and the villain of the story. So like you are religiously obligated to get shit faced on Purim. Um, so that's the drinking holiday for the Jews. I don't I think, think it I made just it found the religion probably. for me, guys. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying that. I, I thank God that the quote Jews control the media because that's the only way I learn anything about Jewish people is <laughs> from <laughs> Curb and a little bit on Friends. Uh, basically, any TV show where they're talking about Ju- that's the only time I learn anything about Judaism because I can't name one Jewish person in Trinidad. Yeah, I, think I might have mentioned true. this before, yeah. but. I definitely don't think if you I ever know. if you ever have any questions about Judaism, I am uh, the Jewish encyclopedia. OK, well, we'll be referring to you on it. So I'm ready to go. This is men and women. Uh, men drink more than women. Binge drink more than women have for sure. So I'll just go through the rankings. Um, do you want to guess like where a top half, bottom half, where like, Cinco de Mayo lies? I feel like Cinco's got to be up there, list? but I think it's like. Like 10. 10. OK, okay. I think. I think it's in the top half. I think it's behind St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, what do you think July is ahead 4th. and behind? Yeah. I think St. Patrick's Day, July 4th are ahead. Yes, yeah. Same. I think like even like Memorial Day, Labor Day might be ahead. Where's Halloween, you think, on this list? I don't think it's that high. Uh, it's not that high, because that's more of like kids drinking. Yeah, kids I think a lot of parents can shit-faced. Yeah, there's also college Halloween. parties, right? College parties for Halloween are, are but college bit. parties are like every fucking like, weekend. You know what I mean? Like, right, like you know, not more than anything else. Yeah. Um, oh, New Year's has to be on there. People get real. New, New Year's, Year's is has to on be top five. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me just go. I think Cinco de Mayo is fifth. That's my official. That's a good guess. I'm gonna so, go lower. I'm gonna go seven. David, you're like basically right on the money. So from lowest to highest, it's. Thanksgiving. I'm gonna just do the averages, try to do them quickly. Um, which is like 13% of again, US men and women who binge drink. This is it's broken down by men and women. That's why I'm trying to do an average. Um okay. so it's like 13% for Thanksgiving, uh, about 14% for Labor Day, uh maybe like 14, 15 for Memorial Day. Halloween is like there's a bigger disparity. Def looks like a lot more men. Um that's like 16%. Ghouls and goblins. Then Cinco de Mayo. That's 22% okay. of men binge drink, 13% of women. So like, I guess 16, 17 again. And then winter holidays, again, that's up at 20%. Then Mardi Gras is close to like 25. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, a huge disparity there. 32% of men binge drink. This is only 1,000 respondents, by the way. But um, this is from Statista, so we live and die by it. Um, so St. Patrick's Day is like 32% for men, 20% for women. Um, so like 26%. Then there's 4th of July and which is like, again, like 27, 28. And then, uh, New Year's Eve where 47% of men binge drink, 40% of women binge drink. 
So okay. New Year's is the number one makes on the sense. list. Yeah, that makes sense. New Year's is number one. So going up, going from the top to the bottom, bottom it's New Year's, Fourth of July, St. Patrick's Day, Mardi Gras, Winter Holidays, Cinco de Mayo. So that's sixth. Um, Halloween, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Mardi Gras was the one I missed. Which I think it, I'm surprised that more people, and maybe it's just the respondents here, but so many people been drink oh drink on Cinco de Mayo because I think like I'm as likely to drink on Cinco de Mayo as Thanksgiving, meaning I Any, will drink. Yeah, I mean, but I, I don't think my like anyone I know in the U.S.'s parents are as likely to drink on Cinco de Mayo right, as they I mean, are. Like, I'm nailing a hundred percent of that list. Like it's, it's <laughs> every single like I I've been drinking I most days. I would agree. Yeah, it's a hundred percent for me. Labor Day is not necessary for me. Mardi Gras in September. Necessary for me. Well, so yeah. that's the thing. I don't know if I necessarily. I don't necessarily drink on Labor Day or Memorial Day, but I drink that weekend. Right. Well, I drink most weekends, so <laughs> I right, But like, there are weekends where I'm going to take it easy. Memorial Day and Labor Day is usually a three-day weekend that I'm traveling somewhere with a bunch mm-hmm. of friends and getting, like this year for Labor Day, we're going to Lake Norman in North Carolina. Pre-pandemic, Labor Day, we were in uh, Long Beach Island. Memorial Day, we were in Ocean City. We had a trip planned for Memorial Day right after the pandemic started that we had to cancel. So it's like Memorial Day, Labor that. Day. And there was a whole Airbnb credits oh, yeah, fiasco. fiasco. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have that number. And just really quickly, I also have average number of drinks consumed per drinker on select holidays. And it's the same list of holidays. Oh. So New Wait, Year, and the list are is different. Six drinks, I'm guessing. So the highest on this list was uh, 4.5. That was Mardi Gras. Then New Year's Eve was 4.4. These people are lying. Lightweights. 4.5? Who have spoken about this? Is Mardi Gras that that a big deal? Huh? Is Mardi Gras that big a deal? I feel like... I feel like that's something something? that Yeah, like in Louisiana. I I feel like Mardi Gras is a thing that you do at... You go somewhere, and if they're doing Mardi Gras there, you do it. But I'm not going to do it. No in one in New in Boston is celebrating Mardi Gras. It's cold as shit. Yeah, absolutely not. No one. I was, like, was going to say I said 100, percent but like Mardi Gras might be the only one on that list. That yeah, I don't that's a good point. Celebrate. Yeah, I might coincidentally drink on Mardi Gras. Yeah, I probably am drinking that night, but that it that has not nothing to do with Mardi, Mardi Gras. Yeah, it's, it's it not affiliated way. with the holiday. So it's yeah, currently so, Wednesday. I'm drinking. Exactly. That's... And if and if 4.5 is the line, we are rapidly approaching. And if we're recording again on the, the next Wednesday after this comes out, then that means we're recording on Cinco de Mayo, and we will be drinking mugs. Well, we might be in Colorado, so there you go. we might have to reschedule oh, that. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, we won't be able to make that. But in th- yeah. in, we'll be there. The point stands. The point stands that we would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that one is 4.5 drinks of Mardi Gras, 4.4 for New Year's Eve, 4.2 for St. Patrick's Day, 3.8 for uh, 4th of July, 3.5 for Halloween and Cinco de Mayo, then 3.3 for Memorial Day, 3.2 for Labor Day, 3.1 for Winter Holidays, and 2.7 for Thanksgiving. That does it doesn't count as binge drinking if you have. This a glass is from Statista as well. So this isn't binge drinking. This is number average number of drinks okay, consumed per drinks. drinker on select holidays in the U.S. as of twenty seventeen. It's well, a long time. Like, yeah, I'm binge drinking on Thanksgiving. I had two beers. I had two point seven beers. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't finish that third one. It was tough. Yeah, I gave that one to the the kid. 
it's an American tradition right there. I mean, I think it's a tradition all around the world. Yeah, international tradition. Um, Ethan, really quickly, you had a question for us. Um, yeah, sure, we can get into it. Um, so, do you guys uh, have you guys you guys probably have heard about the Super League that's happened and un- un- happened oh, in the last couple? Of I days. have heard, yeah, yes. This so, is exciting. just to fill in any listeners who might not know, a real quick overview. You can get much more details from anybody that follows any of the leagues, and they won't shut up about it. But um, basically, yeah. What, do you have a good resource to me? Because to, I've done some reading on it, but I'm trying to like I don't follow football well enough to to know. I can give you the breakdown real quick, but okay, um, I can read you the text that I got from Charles. I feel like that would help. <laughs> um, basically, what it was was that, like, you know, you have these 12 or 10 richest clubs in Europe decided that they want to form their own league and play mid-match, uh, midweek matches, which basically means that they're going to be competing against the Champions League because they play midweek matches. And so they're basically n- not going to be able to compete in the uh, Champions League. It's the Super League and or the like- Champions League. And okay, the problem okay. is that um, so they were withdrawing. They were trying to like withdraw from Champions League and make their own league. Yeah, yeah. And basically, the problem is and they that, always had confirmed spots. I know there were like other spots for other teams, but they were confirmed, right? Right. So how how the league would be set up eventually, if it had happened, um, would have been that they'd have fifteen teams, and then they'd have five qualifying teams every year. Um, but all of these big clubs are going to be part of the teams that never have to qualify. But they're only that way because they have all of this money. You know, the Champions League is truly something that is supposed to level the playing field. Everybody uh, has to qualify. And not just that, the way the Champions League is set up is that um, it takes winners from all of the different leagues around Europe. So, you know, it takes winners from the cha- from the Premier League, from the Bundesliga, from the French League, from Serie A, from smaller leagues, from La Liga as well. So it really incentivizes football across the continent. Um, and yeah, anyway, it was a bad idea. Um, everybody was furious. It was a huge deal. Um, it was such strong backlash that, like, I think ha- at least half Everyone of the Everyone pulled out today, point, I think. There you go. So yeah, yeah, they all, Well, they I don't know if everyone, but majority a lot of the teams, I think, pulled yeah. out today. The, the, yeah, the league fell so apart. I think it's also important to note that a lot of the owners of these clubs are American, and I think they that are. a lot of people are like JP pointing Morgan to was that financing like, the uh, the the Super League. That like this is a big like American money. American owners are after money and don't really care about the integrity of the sport. So yeah, and are, as a result, like ruining the sport by just like getting greedy and going exactly. After money. Exactly. And like, it's all about money. Because if you look at it, like, these teams that would have formed their own league, they would have made four times more money than they would have in the Champions League. So that's why they did it. You know, it's just for the dollar bills. But, you know, the the things they would, the, the destruction they would other, leave in their wake. The, would have been the smaller teams would have suffered. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And the sport as a whole likely would have suffered. Exactly. Right, right. So, you know, very much against it. But what was what was interesting is I was thinking, I was like, I was thinking, okay, so did the players know about this before they announced it? And then I was like, no. They kept it from like UEFA, they kept it from FIFA, they kept it from everybody, they kept it from the players as well. But that got me thinking, if I was, uh, if you had to guess, just let's take Real Madrid, for example, because Real Madrid was the, uh, the president of Real was going to be the first president of this Super League. So taking Real, uh, Real Madrid as an example, if you guys had to guess, on average... So if you for all of the players, right? Paid? No, not not how much are they paid. How many times a year does the president 
meet the team. So each player, so on average, so, you know, maybe Real, their star player, will see the president quite a bit. But, you know, if you take it up for all of the players on the team... Do you have a number for this? I don't. It's just a question. Oh. <laughs> so I, hear, I will question. base this off I'm of... Like crazy. This is a, this is something that I would highly recommend watching. Um, Amazon Prime does these all or nothing series where they go super in depth behind the scenes for these like big name clubs. They did one for Man City. They did one for Tottenham. I think they did another another one. Oh, that's cool. Um, but when I was, I recently decided to like get into the sport a little bit. My friend Charles recommended that I watch. He was like, "You want to be a Tottenham fan? You need to watch this all or nothing Tottenham documentary." And you get a little bit more of a glimpse behind the scenes. And it seems like the president will meet with the players once a year maybe yeah on average year, yeah pretty low right i think on average it might be a little bit higher because yes yeah, some players are meeting with him a little if bit more. if you're a big player it's maybe a couple times but if you're the like, like goalkeeper, you might not meet him at all right you might not meet him at all yeah i think it's like 1.1 i think you know like pretty yeah low. you know you're in a room with him maybe once or twice a year maybe um, um the Tottenham reaction to this was, was pretty interesting. The the coach Jose Jose Mourinho, he got sacked. Um, who was on the hot seat. Well, so the reason he got sacked, he didn't let the player. He wouldn't bring them out for practice because of the Super League thing. It was just like in protest. He was like, "Oh, we're not going to practice then. You he guys want to play in the Super League? We're not going to practice." He has some. Principles. He's, he's very so controversial. Oh, right. Jose Mourinho yeah. is controversial. Yeah, he is. He is. But like controversial in the sense that like he says things that are like, well, like considered poor form for football but not controversial in the sense of like he like does anything that's problematic or like it's all within the context like, of football yeah yeah i just right I'm he's controversial so within the context of football. yeah exactly yeah I he's controversial on. not because there's like allegations of like sexual harassment he's controversial oh, because yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. kind of an asshole and and tells the media to fuck off and tells the yeah yeah, to fuck yeah. Off, which is is like a yeah, different people, level of controversial that is a lot more people, fun People argue about you know whether or not he's a good coach, whether or not he was he's a good manager, things like like I feel like yeah, he's had a mixed record for sure. Um, I think uh, yeah, I I I get the sense a lot of people seem to hate him, but mostly for his. It depends yeah, what not, team not you're talking to, what supporter they are. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> that's if gonna he, be if, if, you know, if you won your cup, you don't hate him. That's, exactly. That's... <laughs> yeah, um, I need a crash course on all of this, honestly. Yeah, it's been crazy it's the last couple of days. It was uh, the UEFA, which is the body that oversees the Champions League, um, was like, you know, you're banned from Champions League play, obviously, but the UEFA is super friendly with all of the home teams as well, or all of the uh, national leagues. So they were like, we're going to ban you from national. national yeah. So you're you're not going to be able to play in the Premier League or, or um, La Liga or whatever. Um, you know, FIFA is hand in hand with UEFA, so they were like, "We're gonna ban you from playing like World Cup or like representing the like national." It was like gonna shut them. It the was, players, it was, the players, like yeah, and like the clubs, players, it, yeah. the clubs. In the end, it's because of the clubs. They're not trying to punish right, the players, right. but you know, they were like, "You were not letting this happen," and like they were like, they went to France and Germany, which are the two leagues they were trying to get players or clubs to join from and they were like do not like do not fucking join this this is just for money this is going to destroy everything that's been built and you know it's just for the profits that's what it's all about so and it, it fell apart you know it 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 was it was one of those things where like when i saw it at least i was like this is so egregious that i cannot possibly see this happening 
And I'm glad. Yeah, I, I, he back. I, I kind of felt like only it was saw the like, backlash. Like I didn't see any head. Like it I only saw people backlash. on Twitter being and like being so angry at it. Yeah, there was like protests in the street. Yeah, it was it was bad. Nobody liked it. Nobody. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked it. But it like but it felt like one of those things where it's like the money is there, so they're gonna do it because they yeah. don't care what people. It's, it's also one of those things where I'm like, did you guys do like no focus groups? Like, you kind of like what we were talking about before. Um on the break like you know what group of people is together in a room and it's like this is a good idea so i think let's not ask anyone about it we all think it's i a good think idea. their thinking was was they were going to get some backlash from like current supporters and like local fans but it was going to increase international appeal specifically in america right because i think their thinking was oh because these are the like the biggest names like the biggest teams in the it's sport like less that will the now Americans constantly be yeah but it like Americans will be like, oh, dope! It's Barcelona playing Tottenham, Barcelona playing Liverpool, Man yeah. U playing. And Real I only Madrid. have to like, focus on like ten teams. Yeah, where you like, don't sift like... through not that great games against not that great teams. But that's not actually the truth because like a lot of these like you know Leeds like tied with like the Liverpool the other day. Like you know like these are competitive teams up and down the table. But um, what's interesting is that. You're right. I think you're right about you know the American side of it because a lot of the American sports like the NBA, the NFL, their leagues are set up like the Super League. So right. it 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 makes sense to me what you're saying that they were trying to to, to appeal to that market. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was my question. Just. Uh... Yeah, I think low. I think. I mean, I think some of them probably. I don't know. It's hard to say with the pandemic. Like. I think some of them probably don't meet meet like what is I mean, it? Yeah, it mean? also definitely depends on the owners. It depends. Right? Like on some them. owners are like players' owners and like are in there yeah. every day, and you see them around the facility, and they say hi, right? Like it's the same People thing with the NFL, like, right? like Robert own, like uh, uh, PSG, right? Like or it might be right. like, it, like in the NFL, there there are, there are notoriously there are owners who are like friends well, with the players. Owners Robert versus Kraft, all the events right, right, who are like. Yeah. That's a good point. In the NFL, or you mean in? in I'm saying like in, in around the, yeah, like oh yeah, like Boston Sports Group owns the, the Red Sox, but it's like who's the president of the Reds, right? Like that's a thing. I think no? John Henry is, but he's part of that. I think it's all they're all rolled into one in, in a lot of the cases. Like there's there's an owner, and then there's like a general manager, right? Yeah, I don't know sports. <laughs> like Wick Grusbeck is the owner of the Boston Celtics, or he is. He is the face, right? Like most of these organizations, they're huge and they're like billion dollar organizations. They're not owned by a single person most of the time. They're owned by a group. And there yeah. is like a public face to that group who has put in a shitload of his own money. But like, it's not only his money up, but he is like the, the owner. Right. Right. It's the majority. Whereas owner. Like, but like the Dallas Cowboys, that's all Jerry. There's no like groups there. It's Jerry right. Jones. Okay. It's just Jerry Jones. But like Liverpool, I know that like LeBron James is like a five percent owner of Liverpool or something like that. You're thinking of LeBron James buying part of the Red Sox? No, I think Boston's I think both. Group. No, I think both. I think I think he, it was both. Yeah, because it's I, the same team. The same group owns the Red Sox and Liverpool. Okay, that's what Which it is. is okay, yeah, that makes sense. So we've spoken Boston, about whatever. someone I know. Yeah, who's involved with that, Ethan? Okay. Oh, I didn't yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they own part of AS Roma and stuff too. Roy, I remember that. Yeah, they own. Yeah. They have a lot. They have a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. Just a lot. Well. Of money. Anyway, those are the stats for this week. Uh, what did we talk about? We spoke about vaping and allergies. We spoke about 
uh, Cinco de Mayo, Mayo drinking. We spoke about the Super, Super League. League. Yeah. Keeping it tight. We're probably at like 14 minutes ish. So I think it's time to call it, everyone. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. This is a good episode. If you guys are interested in um, any particular stats, any like subjects, definitely let us know. We're on Instagram at statratspod, weststatratspod.com. You can email us at statratspod at gmail.com. And I do check the email. email (laughs) I did check the email. So if you emailed me, you have a response from me. If you didn't email me, which I know is most of you, feel free to send us an email. Um, Any good stats that you find, anything like that, feel free to send it over. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace. See ya.